We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Freedom Friday. End of another work week another week of just monotonous crap for some people other people it's a different adventure every day for me it's a different adventure every day it's uh rainy and windy on the uh the northeast of the country at least where i am anyway good morning i see you black rain patriot in the chat lorraine in the chat and like you know in the intro every morning you hear the great 45 say we need greatness in america again and it's true because i think every day or almost every day what we see going on in the news and around us we i think a lot of us get the feeling deep down that greatness just is slipping away gradually and it sucks it sucks to feel that way we're live rumble hit the uh, thumbs up if you haven't already if you haven't followed hit the follow button Definitely hit the thumbs up, though. It helps tickle the algorithm and get us uh, recommended in Rumble World, which I, I, I love Rumble. I do. Well, really have no choice to love Rumble because I don't last on YouTube. I, I'm not even trying anymore, but chats are open. I'd love to know where you're all from. I know we got Black Rain Patriot deep in the woods of Central PA. That must be fun. So just let everybody know where you're, uh, let me know where you're from. I love to know. So we're going to cover a few things. And uh, actually, there were some things I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to kind of segue because and tonight's Freedom Friday with myself and James Curry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be, uh, and we're going to be talking about you know, some stuff around Donald Trump and what's going on with him. Apparently, when he he truths out the word riggers, the the left and the the mainstream media melted and and spun the narrative that he meant well not riggers but he meant the n word because you know he's like the grand wizard of the KKK apparently to the left that Donald Trump when he was referring to finding. 
the election riggers, they all said, no, he meant because there three out of the four prosecutors that have brought charges against him are black. He didn't mean to say the word riggers. Just stop and shut up. Anyway, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're also going to have uh, Real Toria Brooke is going to be joining us tonight, investigative reporter. She's been on with us before. She has a tremendous following over on social media, and that's the Real Toria Brooke. Rockland County, New York, not too far from me. I'm on Long Island. Long Island, Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's where I want to move. That area, like now Merle's Inlet, maybe Somerville down there. I, I think I want to go to South Carolina. So anyway, there was a, we had a, we're also going to get into, I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. I'm going to talk about it more tonight with uh, my co-host James on Freedom Friday this evening. We had a guest. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you an update on a guest that we had on twice, uh, not too long ago, this month, about, you know, maybe 15, eight, nine days ago. We had him on twice. Good morning, AP Unfiltered. And Rockland County, New York, Maya Barber. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you in the uh, in the chat before. So welcome if you're new, uh, Maya Barber. If you are new, hit the follow button on the channel, please. Hit the thumbs up button on the video. And share it on your socials at some point. We're live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern. Um... And also Tuesdays and Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, We the People Radio, and Fridays of Freedom Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Right here, the best way to get to the Rumble channel so you can see my ugly mug if you're just listening or watching somewhere else. Go right to your web browser and put in 1776live.tv, and it'll bring you right here, and you could stare at me. Sorry about that. Anyway... I'm going to jump right into the first thing here. So Donald Trump, what is it? 91 counts on all these four indictments. And oh my God, the 45th president of the United States, arch criminal, weaponizing free speech. You can't question elections. Just stop. Well, and we've played it on our shows a few times. I'm not going to play it today because I mean, honestly, I can't find it. But there was that clip where back... Every time they wanted to get Donald Trump, it was, the walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Every mainstream media channel. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Well, they're at it again. But not only that, this is great. Ugh, these idiots. So MSNBC, one of their subpar hosts, Trump hater, you know, typical. They hate everybody, especially if you wear a MAGA hat. Uh, Mehdi Hassan. Well, he's worried, everybody. MSNBC host is worried. One, the walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Everybody says that. They're going to get him this time. They're going to get him. This time, it's going to happen. They're going to get him. He's going to end up rotting away in a Georgia penitentiary with roaches around him where prisoners die every year, and that's where Donald Trump is going to spend the rest of his life. Shh. Stop. Anyway. They're worried that the world's most recognizable man, the and that's a fact, the world's most recognizable man, Donald Trump. I don't think a household name, I don't think there's a more popular household name, to be honest with you, from every generation, okay? May try to sneak out of the country and flee. He might be the most dangerous flight risk known 
in the American criminal justice system. Not El Chapo, not serial killers, not... No, not serial rapists. No. Donald Trump, the billionaire real estate mogul from New York City, who managed to run for president and win twice. Maybe a big flight risk. What do you think about that? Please, please have a comment about that. Please don't leave me hanging. Let them shit their pants. It's fun to watch the fear in their eyes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, by the way, today's Friday. I'm going to be covering the news for Steak for Breakfast podcast, uh, audio only. Get them on Apple, Spotify, one of the best political commentary podcasts you'll ever find. I'll be on there actually uh, today with uh, Roger Stone and some other guests doing the news. And uh, it's just a great show. If you're not subscribed to them, my good friends over there, Steak for Breakfast podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you get your audio podcasts you should be following them steak for breakfast it's a great name i love it almost as good as maga mornings almost almost all right here he is Mehdi hassan worries that the world's most recognizable man may try to sneak out of the country with his with his big giant jet that says trump on it with his secret service detail with his trump surrogates what is he gonna do he's gonna dig a hole and just he's gonna what is he gonna do Imagine they remand Trump at the Atlanta arraignment. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. Secret Service is not going to allow it. Realize that. Hold on a second. I need, I, need a, I need a sip of coffee. So the Secret Service is charged with protecting the life at all costs of current and past presidents for life. They get it for life. The only way that's taken away is if the the past president waves it and says, I don't want it, which I, I believe they're allowed to do. And two, if you're impeached and convicted in the Senate and removed from office, you lose everything. You lose any type of past president privilege and right along with your Secret Service protection. Now, you, you can't, they, no one can touch the president. The Secret Service is not going to allow it. So, and they've never dealt with anything like this before. Like all the other <clears throat> indictments, federal, the two federal indictments, <clears throat> the uh, New York indictment, no handcuffs. Listen, I don't care about the mugshot. I want him to volunteer for the mugshot because that would be the best campaign fundraising merch product known to man in American politics. I mean, we're talking tremendous, billions and billions, as Donald Trump would say would those those shirts would buy and, and there would be pictures <clears throat> of sick democrats wearing his mugshot and maga republicans wearing their mugshot and realizing and, and wearing them for two different reasons i mean you know now he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere and and they will never shake my confidence in trump they're not going to shake my confidence in any of this for me and like i always say it's trump and only trump whether they find a way to remove him off the ballot or not. It's either voting for him or writing him in. And that's it. So this idiot from MSNBC says that Donald Trump <clears throat> might be a big flight risk. 
MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan worried Thursday that former President Donald Trump could pose a flight risk as the trial dates for his various indictments approach to guys running for president of the United States. He's just going to, yeah, we're going to go. Hey, we're at Secret Service. We're out of here. A grand jury indicted Trump late Monday night for his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. 18 others, including Trump allies Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Sidney Powell, Jeffrey Clark, and Kenneth Cheesebro, were indicted alongside the former president. He's afraid of the law, Hassan told Morning Joe host Joe Scarborough, referring to Donald Trump. I genuinely think we need to start having a discussion about whether this guy is a flight risk. And I don't say that lightly. Where is he going? Please, someone tell me where he might go. I swear, I'm telling you, they're probably going to, at some point, there's going to be a story that comes out that's like, oh, maybe Donald Trump is going to reach out to Vladimir Putin and he's going to go hide out in the Kremlin's attic because they're, they're butt buddies. Or maybe a little rocket man will let him land in North Korea and they'll go hang out there. <laughs> maybe he's going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> well, that's still the United States. That's still the United States. I want to see Trump Force One fly over and just, just release pallets of supplies. Like, hey, fuck you guys. So there's a video. And what's stupid is the Daily Caller's website won't let me make it big. But I think it's just more important to hear. But this is a video of um, of the interview. The walls close in on Donald Trump. Let me make sure the volume's acceptable. Here we go. This morning about how um, these numbers that have come out today are so damning, and not only for Donald Trump, They're but for damning. the Republicans who still blindly following. And I said <laughs> things are only going to... Uh, become clearer as we move forward. Things, the process is going to become more transparent, uh, and all of the lies that Donald Trump pushes are going to get exposed. The lies. And I just uh, yet another example here. This morning, I, Jonah Goldberg retweeted with an LOL. Uh, breaking news from ABC: Former President Trump's promised press conference to refute the allegations and the indictment handed by the Fulton County DA's office is now very much in doubt. Again, people are catastrophizing about what they may hear on cable news channels or what podcasters are saying. Stop talking about me. I must say, okay, Mika, I'll stop talking about (laughs) you. I must say at this point, Maddie, I I agree completely with Chuck Rosenberg. We are are moving from the Alex Jones land into the federal courthouse. And I will tell you as a dumb country lawyer that fell off a turnip truck, Alex Jones land. I didn't like going inside of federal courthouses. They're very frightening places to go even as a, as a young lawyer. I'm wondering what your take is about I can't even take separating people. out all of this noise, sort of the ground noise yeah. with the signal, which is what Donald Trump now faces, which is the law. 
And he's afraid of the law. And listening to John speak there about, <laughs> you know, him being booked and what might go through his mind, I genuinely think we need to start having a discussion about whether this guy is a flight risk. And I don't say that lightly. I would never have said that even six months I ago. Don't either. But the closer we get to trials, <laughs> the closer we get to trials, the more serious it becomes. Looking at how hardcore yep. these indictments are, hardcore. Willis, looking at the risk Trump is in. I don't know if you saw him joking, quote unquote, joking with his followers the other day. I wish I was in France right now not in America. Uh, you know, nothing is off the table with this guy. So I genuinely think we're going to talk about what, you know, what is his exit strategy apart Because America's from plea? turning into Does a third world else country. he might want to do? But coming back to your point, Joe, about Monday, hmm. when I saw that he was announcing a press conference to relitigate the 2020 election with his evidence of fraud, and we've got Mike Lindell holding a conference this week doing the same thing, I kind of started warming up my popcorn because this is the best thing that could ever happen politically and legally. Yeah, Donald, give us more of that great evidence. Make some more allegations against people, unfounded allegations. Don't forget, Ruby Freeman, Shea Moss, who he smeared right. in his call with Raffensperger. Yes. That's not part of the indictment. So, you know, if he wants to go down that road and do more of the criming that he's been indicted for on the way to trial, go for it. And that's why he has no good defense lawyers. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that if I was a lawyer and I was Donald Trump's lawyer, my first advice would be shut the hell up. And he doesn't. And therefore, right. no good lawyer wants to represent him. You, well, you that's not so true. Right. And, and that's even uh, that's more not troubling true. for some of them than the fact they don't get paid. They don't get paid. You know, I, it's so interesting. And and I, they don't I, get paid. They don't get paid. They all, they all, they all get paid. They, they all get paid. First of all, stop. Did oh boy, you know what's going thousands on? Thousands of Americans yeah. are. We got to get rid of that. I don't know why that did that. First of all, they all get paid. It's all bullshit. Rudy Giuliani has yet to turn on Donald Trump because of not getting paid because he's been paid. It's nonsense. And this whole, the walls are closing in. I wish I was in France. That's because America. Is a third world country. Although I don't know why he would pick France because France sucks too right now. Biden's lawyer is asking to be removed from the case. That's right. Hunter Biden's office is, is being asked to be re removed from the case because he may be called as a witness in other cases down the road. And probably, I'm sure there's other reasons too. So, first of all, Donald Trump is not a flight risk. And these. The the press conference that he was talking about on Monday, <clears throat> his lawyers, which is, is this is, you know, she they just said they hit that that lawyers won't represent Donald Trump. I don't even know where that comes from. He has an entire team of lawyers. There are lawyers everywhere. Every time I'm around Trump world at an event, it's spilling with attorneys. Like you can't get away from them. Between Christina Bob. Alina Haba, uh, Haba, sorry, I always say her name wrong, Alina, I'm sorry. Um, so many others, plus his defense attorneys. That they're, and they, So I know for a fact that they've had teams of attorneys working on any possible scenario and outcomes for these cases, like doing like mock uh, scenarios and things like that. They are beyond prepared and... Good, sound legal advice. Yes, I am glad he's not giving a press conference on Monday. I am. I, I would have liked to have seen... I would have that, that done differently. But again, ungovernable, uncontrolled. That's just the way he is. And his lawyers 
gave him good advice because anything that he's going to want to say there, they'll be able to present in court, most likely under discovery or defense or anything like that. But the fact that they've started hardcore again with the walls are closing in on Alina Hubba Hubba. <laughs> yeah. Hog, you know, yeah, and I, I forgot I meant to, I meant to message you, Hog, on Telegram about my my Sunday uh, adventures at Bedminster with uh, Alina there. So they're going to present all of this, and the pro what you're going to see is the problem is that the 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 judges, especially the DC judge, depending on the other judges, or what they're going to allow in the courtroom. But it's. Wild again how the mainstream media is going to start. The walls are closing in. We're going to get him this time. Uh, the He's not paying his lawyers. Alex Jones land into, I mean, it, it's because people like me, people like uh, similar to me who, who are doing it, whether it's podcasts or, or just whatever it might be. If you're speaking positively about Donald Trump, you are now a conspiracy theorist. You don't, you're, you're, you're not living in reality and 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 all that nonsense and and that's what it is it's complete and utter nonsense and what's wild is they will turn around and and they want they like i said they want donald trump to live in a concrete closet rotting away for the rest of his life and then you take the Black Lives Matter activists in the, in the summer of love in 2020 that were literally burning down cities, assaulting people, killing people. And in some places, like in New York City, some of these Black Lives Matter protesters were smart and heard that if they sue New York City for their suppression of the First Amendment and things like that, that, this, that New York City and other places will just settle with them. I think New York City spent either between 13 or $20 million in lawsuit settlements to Black Lives Matter activists, rioters, who actually caused destruction. And they're not, they're, they're treated with, like, like royalty. I mean, let, let's face it. Most of them weren't arrested. They weren't, people, the police weren't allowed to arrest them. Yeah, people's minds do break when they hear someone speaking about any positives of Donald Trump. They don't want to hear it. It's like they they go into this internal scream that eventually just comes out. Yeah, little Joe Scarborough. Yeah. Please. So that brings me to my, we're talking about Black Lives Matter vandals. This is another story that I happened to stumble across uh, yesterday. DC court admits that Black Lives Matter vandals were treated better than pro-life protesters, of course. So now you see all over the country, there was just a kid, a kid, young, young adult was, I'm, I'm old now. I, everybody's, everybody under the age of 30 to me is a kid. I'm 44. I, I, I hate that. There was a kid at a park, and I, I think they might have been, they might have been, uh, pro-choice uh, protesters, you know, in, in favor of murdering babies. And he had his little speaker and microphone, like a karaoke machine, and he was praying. They were having it, and he was circled around people, and they were, like, having a public prayer session. 
and and midday during the day, not late at night, not early in the morning. And someone called the cops and the police grabbed his microphone. The video was all over and his speaker and arrested him and cited the town or villages or whatever, or city's noise ordinance. He's sitting there praying, not being obnoxious, not screaming. They're all screaming. They're murder babies. We love murdering babies. Spill their blood. And he was arrested. Oh, agreed. The BLM and Antifa protesters should be arrested for trying to overthrow the government. I mean, they literally tried to burn down federal buildings, courthouses. They succeeded in burning down police precincts. They've succeeded in seizing sections of cities and, you know, making that whole zone that they had guns in and they were robbing people like uh, it's it's mayhem what happened but it was you know fiery but mostly peaceful you know like they like they say mostly peaceful well the u.s court of appeals in washington dc just admitted something that millions of people already knew again this typically happens when we're called conspiracy theorists so we're called nut jobs or we're called extremists when we see it because we're not stupid, and then eventually it gets proved in public that yet again, we were true. St. John's Church, that's right. <clears throat> the U.S. Court of Appeals in D.C. again just admitted that was something we already knew. Black Lives Matter radicals in D.C. were given special treatment, especially when compared to some pro-life protesters. And it just didn't happen in D.C. It happened in every major inner city where they were rioting. They got special treatment. Because they weren't arrested, that's special treatment. They were allowed to uh, throw things at police officers and not arrested, that's special treatment. And then when they were arrested, they sued and they were paid settlements by some cities. That's really special treatment. That's super duper uber special treatment. This is just one incident, but it's symbolic of a much bigger issue. The two-tiered justice system that punishes anything and everyone, conservative, much more harshly than people on the left. Obviously, we know that. Look at Hunter Biden and all the things that are coming out with Joe Biden, and all the things that are coming out now and that are going to come out. And of course, this is going to come out, and then Arizona is going to announce that they're going to indict Donald Trump for trying to overturn and question the 2020 election in Arizona, because Kate Hobbs, pig pile over there in Arizona, and her uh, commie AG are already plotting. I think they're already starting and opening an investigation into looking into indicting Donald Trump. I'm sure once Congress is back in session, back in the beginning of September, which is what, two weeks away, a little more, and then they're going to bring somebody in. They're already starting to talk about that, and um, I'd imagine there'd be a grand jury already set up in Arizona getting ready to hand down another indictment in another state for the big bad orange boogeyman. So this whole thing with the BLM protesters getting special treatment, we've seen this unfold over and over again in the recent years since it happened in 2020. DC court, again, they, they, they admit it. U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit found the city all but abandoned enforcement of the defacement ordinance during the Black Lives Matter protests and riots in 2020 while going after pro-life protesters who use chalk outside an abortion clinic. So you can deface any type of 
of uh, monuments. You can rip the statues down. You can burn down buildings. You can flip over cars, and you're not going to get arrested. But the moment you pull out the chalk, you pull out the piece of chalk and start writing outside an abortion clinic, you are a felon. We need to, we need to lock you up because you're not going to fight the murdering of babies. The, the Frederick Douglass Foundation and Students for the Life of America filed a lawsuit against the city after two pro-life activists were arrested in 2020. The court agreed Washington, D.C. selectively enforced the anti-graffiti ordinance and found numerous examples of Black Lives Matter vandals getting away with defacing property with anti-police messages. Scab, F the police, let the pigs fry, fry them like bacon, kill the cops, all this. Only cop is a dead cop, all of that. All of that hate rhetoric and threats towards law enforcement. The district all but abandoned enforcement of the defacement ordinance during the Black Lives Matter protests, creating a de facto categorical exemption for individuals who marked Black Lives Matter messages on public and private property. The complaint offers a number of examples the day after Mayor Bowser's street mural was revealed. Protesters added an equal sign and defund the police, so the message read, Black Lives Matter equals defund the police. Police officers watched as the altercation took place and did nothing to stop it. Although the Black Lives Matter advocates did not seek a permit or otherwise receive consent, they were neither arrested nor charged under the defacement ordinance. In fact, the district left the addition in place for months, eventually removing it in mid-August. So here we go. This is the, t- the tweet. In 2020, D.C. police arrested two pro-life protesters for chalking. Black pre-born lives matter, but never arrested any BLM protesters for covering street sidewalks and storefronts with paint and chalk. Well, and we'll go to the tweet here. Oh, I'm not allowed to see the tweet, apparently. That's interesting. Oh, Marina Medvin. Oh, yeah, I think she has me blocked. (laughs) i was trying to read a story i forgot she blocked me i remember this and i don't remember why i obviously called her out about something look i'm trying to trying to talk about a story and she's got a tweet in the in the gateway pundit article and here i am blocked oh man how am I going to go on with my day knowing that Marina Medvin, some moron reporter, blocked me? I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on. Here's the blaze. Washington, D.C. selectively enforced ordinance against pro-life group while ignoring BLM protesters. Federal appeal. So what does this mean, everybody? What does it mean? Two-tier justice system on all levels. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani. BLM, pro-life. Um, people that burned down to Antifa and loyalist Trump loyalist MAGA Republicans. It's all over. It's black and white right in front of our faces. They will deny it. The walls are closing in on Donald Trump. It's really stupid. I want to jump to, I'm skipping around here because I want to get to, 
I want to touch on a story that, again, we're going to talk about this evening. I hope you all tune in tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, for Freedom Friday. We're going to end up doing Memes of the Week. We're going to have, uh, at, at some point in the show, Real Toria Brooke. We're going to talk about you know, Donald Trump, everything that's going on, kind of a recap of the week. But it's always fun because I have my co-host, James Curry, and, you know, we we always want the same outcome. You know, we're, we're both diehard Trump supporters, but we do disagree on a lot of things on how to get to that specific place in where we want to both get. And uh, definitely never an echo chamber with me and James. Definitely not. Uh, we, we do sometimes put the smack down on each other, although I usually win. Um, good morning, Ace Man from Ohio. Ohio. I heard some interesting things in Ohio going on with Bernie Moreno running for Senate. I'm not going to say it now, but he's got some skeletons in his closet. Yeah, Laura Ann, you'll show up at 10 p.m. Can you get a little earlier? I mean, I know we go on late. Usually our Friday night show, we'll go three and a half, four hours. A couple of Fridays ago, we were on there for five hours, but get in on time. Come on, man. Anyway. So I want to jump to, oh, yeah, finally, finally, we're, it's about time. We're going to send F-16s to Ukraine along with all a shit ton of money. Yes. Breaking. U.S. to send, this is a national pulse, <clears throat> excuse me, U.S. to send F-16s to Ukraine. U.S. Secretary of State Excuse me. I I choked on coffee this morning right before the show. Like it went through my nose and everything. And now I'm never going to, I'm not going to be the same all day. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has sent letters to Denmark and Norway, assuring that the Biden government would expedite approvals for all transfers of F 16s to Ukraine. In the letters, Blinken said that the F 16 would transferred once Ukrainian pilots have completed the Danish and Norwegian led training programs. I am writing to express the United States' full support for both the transfer of F-16 fighter aircraft to Ukraine and for the training of Ukrainian pilots by qualified F-16 instructors. It remains critical that Ukraine is able to defend itself against ongoing Russian aggression and violation of its sovereignty. The letters from Secretary Blinken mark the first time the Biden regime has given a hard commitment of supplying the Ukrainian military with F-16s. This past May, President Joe Biden endorsed the Danish and Norwegian training program, but stopped short of setting a timetable for transfers of the advanced American fighter jet. We're getting close to the election. We need a war. We need to be entrenched in a war. We need Joe Biden needs to be a wartime president if he's going to attempt to run again, which I still believe he's not going to be running again. Recent reports have indicated that the Ukrainian military is becoming overly reliant on captured and retrofitted Russian vehicles that have stalled counteroffensive has led to low morale among Ukrainian soldiers. During a panel debate in Arendal, Norway, this past week, NATO Chief of Staff uh, Stein Jensen suggested that Ukraine may have to surrender some of its territory to Russia in order to obtain a peace settlement. I'm not saying it has to be like this. But that could be a possible solution. So we're going to send. I think there was a time where Joe Biden said that we're not going to send F-16s to Ukraine. I have to go back and look. I believe he said that. 
So we've been sending all types of military aid and money. Like, you know, making us low on our own ammunition and equipment. And now we're going to sit here and give them fighter jets. Pilots being plane, uh, being uh, trained in uh, Denmark, Norway. Russia's going to look at this like they've looked at it so far, but this is just another level of, of aggression from the United States by supplying them with American fighter jets. Why? I mean, if you were, if you were the Russian president, if you were Putin, what would you do? I don't know what I would do, but I would be pissed and I would further the narrative of, you know, we're at war with America. They are literally supplying the country we're at war at or conflict at, whatever you want to call it, with more aid and now fighter jets. Is it going to be time to act? And yes, we're sending F-16s to Ukraine, but only $700 per household to the families in Hawaii. Per household. Think of that. That is what, that, that's what's happening. So, Hawaii is over there, I mean, struggling to no end, no answers, more questions than answers. Oh, the emergency management director at, and, and of, I guess, Maui or that area of Hawaii, I, I thought I saw something this morning or late last night that he resigned abruptly. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, probably realizing I'm, I'm way in over my head. I have no idea what to do. It's um, $700 per household. I'm just trying to see if I can find here. No. Bear with me, people. I was just trying to find a video that I thought would be relevant uh, uh, to the $700 um, per household, but I can't find it. And I don't want to, it is a circus world. I don't want to spend too much time looking. So again, we're going to send F-16s. We're going to pay households in Hawaii, just 700 bucks. We're going to send 24 billion or whatever the number is over to Ukraine. And anyone who opposes the aid to Ukraine is a Russian sympathizing communist is what they'll label you as and not look at the big picture and refuse to look at any type of possible corruption that has gone on in Ukraine going on in Ukraine they don't they don't want to talk about that they don't want to talk about bio labs they don't want to talk about how an, a, a complete government was dismantled and replaced by the Obama administration with this penis piano playing failed comedian i mean literally and i think he played a president as an actor once he, a horrible comedian and and again there was that video going around of him and some other guy literally playing the piano with his organ <laughs> but they're they're gonna uh, support the indictment of their political opponent which just boggles my mind. 
How how do you want to go? If you were the if you were Joe Biden, if you were Democrats, you re, they don't I know the answer. They don't care. But do you really want to go down in history as the only way you can win an election or the only way you can Yeah, the only way you can stay in power is to act like a third world country and allow the prosecution, the bullshit prosecution of your political opponent. Not just a political opponent, the poli- the opponent, the front runner. Like, just deep down, just wouldn't that make you feel just less of an individual, less of an opponent, less of a man? Like, just if if Joe Biden and the Democratic Party had any balls, which we know they don't, they try to say they do. He had big words about beating Donald Trump, both politically and physically, where he would say, listen, I can beat this guy. We don't need all of this. You imagine tomorrow if Joe Biden just announced, I'm, I'm pardoning all of the charges against Donald Trump. We're not doing this. We're going to have a presidential race. If Joe Biden did that, or who I'd have I'd have a little respect for him or whoever told him to do that. Not much respect, maybe a little bit. Just saying, oh, okay, now he wants to have a real fight. Now he doesn't want to handicap the guy or attempt to handicap his opponent. That's just me. I I think that would be big if Joe Biden turned around and did that. So I'm probably going to scratch everything else I wanted to talk about because there's something that I, I obviously can talk about because it's public now and I'm going to get into it. But before that, I am going to, and, good mo- and hello everybody in the chat. If I didn't get a chance to say good morning, listen, you got to tell your friends, tell your family, tell like-minded patriots to get in here at 8 a.m. or at least come and watch the show. But we got to get this chat. We got to get this chat on fire. And it always is. You guys are always great in the morning. I, I, I love that you guys come in and, and talk to me. Um, you're, the, you're the first um, the first sign of life I get to interact with early in the morning, except for my dog, which he's laying next to me. I have a giant German Shepherd, and I'm going to up, update my camera and then add another camera angle because I have this big leather chair that he usually sleeps on while I'm doing my show, and we're going to have... His name is Stallone. We're going to have the Stallone cam. You guys can check him out. I appreciate you sharing my show. And AP Unfiltered, for those who just joined us, he has a Rumble channel too, so go hit the follow over there, AP Unfiltered on Rumble. So before all I get into that, of course, it's time for MyPatriotCigars.com. My company, conservative-owned, patriot-owned, and operated. This is the company that the, the DeSantis supporters are calling for a boycott of because I am a Trump supporter. So mypatriotcigars.com, great cigars. We got merch. You can buy cigars for a deployed service member overseas. And if you go to mypatriotcigars.com, you can use promo code MAGA on the entire site, and it gets you 25% off. And you do get free shipping on orders over $100. If you're not a cigar smoker, you know someone that does. We have gift cards, and they can use the promo code when you tell them about it. We have merch. You just want to support and help build the brand and support it. We got shirts. We got hats. We got hoodies. Ashtrays are sold out. We also have this great We the People trucker hat. 
We got the tumbler. We got the travel cigar case, which sells like crazy. They make great gifts. People, I can't tell you how many women order cigars. Some of them smoke themselves, but a lot of them are, you know, you're buying from my husband, my boyfriend, my fiance, this, that, my boss. And people are loving them. We're, this next month will be a, a whole year that uh, Patriot Cigar Company is in existence. It's been a great year, and so many people have helped support it. Um, some big names love the cigar. Roger Stone loves the cigars. The Tate brothers, uh, Andrew and Tristan Tate. I don't really care what anybody thinks of them. Uh, you know, they're they're not they're not uh, the the stellar role models for every man out there, but they are avid cigar smokers and they loved my cigars. And unsolicited, they decided Tristan Tate decided to um, talk about them on his show, and I was really appreci- appreciative of that because he wanted to support the brand. Patriot Cigar Company, mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off, and that is all. And, you know, profits of that company obviously go to, yeah, support myself and my family, but I also do things like, uh, I can't even talk, donate to America First candidates. I've donated to the Trump campaign. I support veteran services get cigars overseas and all over the world and to service members all over the country uh, at a very discounted rate and cover the shipping and facilitate all that through a third party uh, organization a nonprofit. And also I employ veterans and first responders and my sales reps are former Marines and first responders and other things. And also the, another organization that's uh, near and dear to my heart, the Patriot freedom project, Cynthia Hughes, that, finances the defense for a lot of January 6th uh, prisoners, whatever you want to call them, defendants, uh, political prisoners, as well as supporting their families on keeping the heat on, keeping the electric on, the water, paying their mortgage, their rent, grocery bills because of the, that second loss income, appeals, things like that. Uh, I, I think it's important because a lot of these families, your people are getting sentenced to decades in jail who didn't even uh, walk into the Capitol which leads me to uh, my next story, which was kind of unexpected that I was going to be talking about today. We're going to be getting more in depth in it, with it tonight with my co-host James Curry, but um, a few, actually, we had a, we've had a few January 6th J- uh, Sixers come in. Uh, we've had Stuart Rhodes call in from jail uh, f- right after he got sentenced to 18 years. We've had a couple others, Jeremy Brown and some others come through We The People Radio. So recently, um, someone that was helped through the Patriot Freedom Project, Florida native Chris Worrell, he was on twice. He was on the 4th and the 8th of this month. On the first time we had him, we had him for three hours. And then the second time, I think we had him for another three hours. Really great guy, sweetheart of a guy. And he was never in the Capitol. He was charged with nonsense. He was also charged with pepper spraying a police officer, but there was no victim to the crime. They didn't say, oh, he pepper sprayed this police officer that led to an injury. Like, there's no police officer's name in the report. There's no injury report. It was reported that he was pepper spraying somebody who was trying to attack law enforcement. So, you know, there's some, the case of the, uh, the details of, of that aren't as important because he didn't go into the Capitol. 
He's a member of the Proud Boys, so of course that's the whole thing. Oh, he's a Proud Boy, he's a terrorist, and it's nonsense. In any case, he had um, he had cancer, stage one, went into the D.C. gulag in another jail. He was detained for 240 days before trial and was denied cancer treatment. And his stage one cancer went to stage three cancer, and then he was able to get out and be on home confinement on a ankle monitor, and then he was convicted. And he's, his sentencing was a minimum of 10 years. And if you go back into the Rumble channel, like I said, just back a few videos ago on the, on the 4th and the 8th, you can watch, um, you can watch that. So Chris Worrell, again, nice guy. His wife, amazing person. Uh, Trisha. Well, we got connected through the Patriot Freedom Project, Cynthia User Organization, and he wanted to come on and give messaging and, and things like that. Well, he was supposed to be sentenced today for 10 years. The end of last week, they got a phone call from, I guess, the pro, uh, his, their attorney saying that the prosecution was asking for an enhancement and adding four years. So a total of minimum of 14 years, but it could be more depending on what the judge decided. A lot went into this trial. It wasn't a jury trial. It was a bench trial. But like some 80-year-old attorney, a lawyer who was falling asleep during half of the trial, appointed by Reagan. Anyway. So Cynthia was with me on Sunday at Bedminster where we spent the whole day with the president, the entire day in his private VIP suite. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump is very supportive of that organization, Patriot Freedom Project, allows her to use the venue at Bedminster for fundraisers, which we're actually having one on the 22nd back there. He attends them, and he, he shows Cynthia and the Patriot Freedom Project some great support. And he's, he gets in, you're going to see some major pardons, and I know that for a fact. I do know that for a fact. Um, and it, it, it's going to be good. Another reason we need to get him into office is to help a lot of these uh, political prisoners who truly believe, who truly don't deserve the sentences they received, the treatment they received, and the charges they were given. Anyway, so that was on Sunday, and on Monday I get a call, and Chris Worrell took off. He's missing. He, he left. He got, and I can't say I blame him, still has cancer. Um, the cancer over time has gotten better. And he, when he realized, you know, it's hard enough knowing that he's going in today for sentencing, which obviously is not happening. They actually even took it off the, the schedule. Um, and he was going to be held. They were going to take him into custody today for the 10 years until they found out that they were going to give him an extra four for this enhancement. I don't know what the enhancement is exactly. Information is still trickling in. But he decided Monday while his wife was at work that he, I guess he couldn't take it and he left. And as I talk to you now, he's still missing. It's nothing, nothing indicates that he's, he left a note. I just know that he left a note, but there's no, nothing in there that, hey, I'm going to end it all. Thank God. You know, this is back 
it's almost the same as a Jerry Perna, whose nephew, Matthew Perna in Pennsylvania, who was convicted and he was going to do a few years in jail until they called right before the sentencing and saying, hey, we're adding this terroristic enhancement and we're going to add a substantial amount of time after he's already been sentenced. And unfortunately, you know, no criminal record. Matthew Perna, Jerry Perna has been on the show with me uh, a while ago. We're going to get her back on. Um, and he took his own life. He hung himself. He took his own life, Matthew Perna, because he couldn't take it. Young guy, traveled the world volunteering for various organizations. And again, uh, didn't no violence at the Capitol or anything like that. So now we have Chris Worrell, Florida resident. And I'll remind everybody that Ron DeSantis' office, the governor of Florida, did nothing. They, he, they, his office ignored the calls from his wife that he was being withheld cancer treatment in jail and did nothing. Nobody got back to them. Letters, phone calls, nothing. Zero. Most of the January Sixers come from Florida. The majority of them, people that are being held. And Ron DeSantis's office has done nothing to help their constituents with anything. On the contrary, he talks shit about January 6th political prisoners. Ron DeSantis. Laura Loomer did a whole video on it on one of the MAGA morning shows. I, I played the entire video and, and showed that Ron DeSantis is not a friend of January 6th prisoners. But this, uh, this is the only one we see so far. This came out um, yesterday. And, of course, it's, you know, left-wing propaganda, and they call it insurrection and all this. But the FBI is currently searching for Chris Worrell. Uh, East Naples man convicted for January 6th insurrection. Yeah, it wasn't an insurrection. We we already got that. Morons. But this is Chris. I don't know if you see in his picture, but there he's got a GoPro on his tactical vest that was playing the whole time. Hours and hours and hours of footage. When he was arrested and it came time for the trial, miraculously, the video was deleted off of that GoPro. He had that camera specifically going there to protect himself. And it didn't protect him because the federal government made sure that that video was not shown. Yes. The FBI is still searching for East Naples man who was convicted for January 6th. The sentencing for Chris Worrell, 52 years old, was scheduled for today. But now it's, a, it's just, you know, rescheduled for who knows when. The Department of Justice asked the judge to sentence Worrell to 14 years in prison. It was 10. They added the four. And most likely this judge was going to grant it and possibly more. Um, a criminal defense attorney chimed in. The longer you're gone, the worse it is for you. So the sooner you avail yourself of the court, the better, said this criminal defense attorney, Jill Prenger. But so problem is they do catch him alive because I listen, I, I hope for the best. I'm just being real here. 14 years. You have cancer. Doesn't have a great relationship with a lot of people and is part of his family. He has his wife. That's about it. They're great. She's great. They have a great relationship. I had a, had a really good time with him on the show twice, and I've had you know conversation with her, and 
It, it just sucks. And I, you don't know where people's head goes, unfortunately. You can't control everybody's thoughts. And apparently when he heard about the enhancement, he was just very unhappy. And now he's gone. Nobody knows where he is. The DOJ, of course, they're arguing that Worrell assaulted officers with a deadly and dangerous weapon. And supposedly he also lied to FBI and repeatedly made some vague threats toward witnesses. He didn't threaten anybody. Uh, he didn't lie, but they said he lied because there was no video footage to back him up because it was gone on his GoPro, on his vest. It was going the entire day. Hours of video, he said. And he didn't assault officers. He pepper sprayed in an area where officers were getting assaulted. And is high regard for law enforcement. is high regard for our government in America. And of course, we know it's ha what happened on January 6th and any narrative that they can, they can spin. Um, and of course, if they grab him now, if they find him, they're going to get, he's going to get a, a lot more time. A lot more. You know, he, he fled. He's a fugitive now. The FBI, you know, the ankle monitor he had went off. The FBI was there. And they won't even answer the question for his wife, Trisha, because he didn't take the ankle monitor off at the house, apparently, supposedly. They won't even answer the question if, if, the, if the monitor, ankle monitor, was found anywhere else. Like if you left the house, went somewhere, and then took it off. They, won't even, they told her that we're, we're not going to notify you of that. Basically, maybe she'll just get notified that if they find him one way or another, which obviously they will. But so it's a it's a really shitty situation, and people are suffering. They're treating them horribly. Still in jail, horribly. And these are humans. And and I will say, and Cynthia, you says it too, that there are people that went to the Capitol and did, you know, bad things and hurt people. And maybe not every single person deserves a pardon. I was completely against the whole, oh, let's blanket pardon everybody. And it's, it's not the case. You can't. Because there were people there that went there and, uh, and ended up, whether it was emotionally charged or whatever, and did some screwed up things. I think if Donald Trump becomes president, uh, I, I, have, I have good, good feelings and, and maybe a little knowledge that there'd be some type of January 6th pardon task force lack of a better word, formed where people would be looking at each case individually and see commuted sentences, pardons, and things like that. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm praying for Chris Worrell and his wife. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the case of um, him uh, taking his own life is not the case. I get where he is in life and in his head. And, um, you know, I'm not going to judge him for the decisions that he's going to make because of the, the current situation that he's in. Because I, I've, I don't think any of us could because none of us were in that situation. Knowing you're going to jail for 10 years in the hopes that you're good enough that they allow you out after 80%, which is typically not the case and probably won't be the case in this situation because he's a January 6th political prisoner. And now they added the 14 years. And now it's to the point because really you're at the point of no return. If they grab him, he'll do over 20. They'll give him over 20. They may give him life for just fleeing. Uh, so who knows? But again, it's, it's, it's a sad situation. We're going to talk about it more tonight, myself and James. And uh, 
January 6th uh, organization, Patriot Freedom Project. If, you, if you're not familiar with them, you go to patriotfreedomproject.com. You can donate there if you want. All the, the, the money goes towards, again, the defense and the taking care of January 6th families. They also produced a, um, a documentary. I'm going to play the trailer before we wrap up. It's about four minutes long. It's about the families. They're actually going to be uh, filming part two of it starting next week. Alex Bruschewitz, a uh, big um, Trump influencer, and he's worked for the campaign. I'm sure you know who he is. He helped his uh, his company. It was X Strategies, helped produce it and and did a lot for it. But um, I'm gonna see. Let's see if I can do this. Hopefully, I don't have any issues playing it. Uh, let's see. This is the this is the trailer for the documentary called "Due Process Denied" from the Patriot Freedom Project. message is saying he got exactly what he asked for. The persecution of people for political purposes. Anyone who says any election is perfect is lying. I gotta pause it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Every time I try to, I've tried to play this before on a show, but what's wild is I watched this this morning before I played it on the show. I'm gonna try it again with, without making it full screen and see. message is saying he got exactly what he asked for. The persecution of people for political purposes. Anyone who says any election is perfect is lying. Wow. It's, it's wild that this is doing this. Listen, I want you to go to dueprocessdenied.org. Dueprocessdenied.org. That is the website for the documentary. You should watch it. Proceeds towards it. Proceeds from it is going towards the defense fund of January 6th and supporting their families. Or you can go to patriotfreedomproject.com. But this is the documentary. What is due process? It's I'm just aggravated that that I it never allows me to play this when I'm streaming. I've tried it actually three times and it's done the same thing. But when I'm not streaming, I can play the whole thing. It's like you know, I'm not saying any like, you know what I mean? It's just weird. But go to dueprocessdenied.org. And unfortunately, these are the things that happen during a live show. Check it out, dueprocessdenied.org. I'm going to put the link in the chat right now, just so it's in there. All right, so that's the link to the documentary. And I'm going to give me one other second. And I'm going to put the link to the Patriot Freedom Project. And the chat also. We don't hope for mass civil unrest, but it's hard to deny the signs. You know, that's the frightening part is I don't want people to go out there and start doing really shitty things. You know? Laura, did you just call me James? Because I'm about to just lose my shit. 
I am not James. I am Alan. James is the ugly one with the ugly beard. I'm the good-looking one. Better correct yourself. Or maybe you, maybe someone else in the chat's named James. And I'm just yelling at you for no reason. So, I, I we, we don't want anybody going out there doing stupid things. They do. They do. The left does. And the Uniparty does. They want... They want people out there in MAGA hats committing acts of violence. Every time somebody makes a threat, they're going to call them a Trump supporter. And listen, there are Trump supporters out there, unfortunately, that are unhinged. There are. There are bad apples in every cart. Okay? Uh, Like, all right, so, listen... Whether I despise someone in politics or not, I would never threaten violence or advocate violence against them. Some people, whether it's just they're unhinged, alcohol or substance uh, uh, fueled, will make threats. Like, unfortunately, that guy in Utah that got assassinated by the FBI, 75 years old, 300 pounds. I'm hearing that something else happened in Tennessee. There might have been three separate FBI shootings, and there's no details about the other ones. I heard about that yesterday. And now there's a woman um, who threatened the Trump D.C. trial judge, and she's apparently has a little bit of a history of... Uh, you know, threats, criminal mischief, and drug abuse. I don't know if you heard about this. And it sucks because, again, this, this, this shows us in a bad light where now the mainstream media is Trump is encouraging and emboldening his, his base to threat acts of violence and commit acts of violence against people that are going against him. Like, we are in this... Charles Manson type cult. And that is, unfortunately, if, if, if there are people that continue to, to make these types of threats or these types of actions, that's not, that's hurting us more than anything possible. That is what's hurting us. So, woman who threatened trial, Trump trial judge, his history of threats, criminal mischief, drug abuse, issues with four different mug shots. Corporate media worked overtime Wednesday night to report threats received via voicemail by DC judge, by DC Trump judge Tanya Chutkin, including calling her a slave N-word and adding, You are in our sights. We want to kill you. If Trump doesn't get elected in 2024, we're coming to kill you. So tread lightly, bitch. Ugh. What every single media outlet failed to report, however is that the now-charged Abigail Joe Shry has a sad record of arrests dating back to mid-2022 and a series of mugshots which clearly identify the same woman, but with varying ages, heights, and weights. In August of last year, Shry was arrested for Class C assault, resisting arrest, or transport possession of drug paraphernalia, public intoxication, failure to maintain financial responsibility, which means no insurance. I guess you can get locked up for that in places and having an open container. At this point, she was listed as 5'9 and 150 pounds. Shry was subsequently arrested on a warrant a week later with her age listed as 42 and her date of birth listed as May 23rd, 1980. Then in September, she was arrested again with her date of birth given as February 10th, 2003. At this point, she was listed as being 5'8, 175. 
Uh, she she shrunk and put on weight. She was charged with criminal mischief and resisting arrest. Shry was picked up a fourth time in July of 2023. This time with the birthday of October 1st, 1981. Her charge in July was terrorist threat, but no specifics were given for that. The newest criminal complaint alleges that Shry called the office of D.C. Judge Ta- Cha- Tanya Chutkin on August 5th, just a few weeks after her terrorist threat arrest, and left threatening messages about the judge and other Democrats in Washington, D.C. According to the charging document on August 8th, 2023, DHS special agents conducted a knock and talk at the residence of Abigail, Joe Shry in Alvin, Texas. Well, I guess she's lucky the FBI didn't come rolling up on her lawn with a bear cat and shoot her in the face. During consensual questioning, Shry admitted that the phone number, whatever it was, belongs to her and that she did in fact make the call to Judge Chutkin's chambers. Shry stated that she had no plans to travel to Washington, D.C. or Houston to carry out anything she stated, adding that if Sheila Jackson Lee comes to Alvin, then we need to worry. So she's sitting there making a threat of a sitting congresswoman, who I can't stand, Sheila Jackson Lee, in front of DHS special agents that came and knocked on her door to talk to her, and then she admitted about the threats she made about the judge. What is the meaning of this? That yes, there are unhinged people out there that are going to do unhinged things. And they are going to pin that on all of you, all of us. Rational thinking people that just want to see this republic saved, that want to elect Donald Trump because we know in the four years that he can serve as president, he will at least start the dismantling of the deep state and the bureaucracy. It's not accountable to the American people that will expose more that will put us back on track in the hopes that his successor will carry on the legacy of save America, America first and making America great again. It's just who's going to be that person. I keep leaning towards Byron Donalds from Florida. I like him. We'll see. There are unhinged people. Yes. The left praise on the weak minds always have Yeah, literally like the scene from Batman when talking about the Joker. Oh, look what the Democrats do. They go to the black and brown communities, promise them the world, white liberals telling these black people and Hispanic people that white Republicans are bad and racist and that we will take care of you and we will give you what you need. Just get to the voting polls. Yes, we will make sure you get on welfare and that your children are taken care of by big daddy government. but then they will give you just enough and not enough to allow you to live in poverty. And that's a fact. All right, listen, hit the follow, hit the like, do it. Tell everybody about the show. I appreciate you being here. I'm going to be back tonight. It's Freedom Friday. I'm sure we'll be off the chain tonight, probably at least a three and a half, four hour show. We'll have real Tori and Brooke with us at some point in the show, talking about what's going on in clown world. We'll be talking about, you know, Chris Worrell's unfortunate information. We'll be talking about Donald Trump indictments and other things that maybe pop today. We'll be doing memes of the week. So hit the follow, hit the like, and then I'll be back, of course, again, Monday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 1776live.tv. I really hope you tune in. Get in the chat. Let's get crazy. 
MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you tonight.